This is Michelle. And I am Maddie. And this is Unsolved South, where we talk about mysteries, strange disappearances, and unsolved cases from the southern USA. Alright, so I guess before we get into our story, we should talk about kind of like who we are, why we're doing this, all that good stuff. So, um, I'm Maddie. I'm actually Michelle's daughter. Um, I am 26 in April. What? Yeah. I have to ask my husband how old I am all the time. I'm not even lying. Like, I never know how old I am. I ask Billy all the time. I'll be like, how long have I? <laughs> yeah. Usually, I'll just stick with an age, and I'll just say that age. Right. And then I'll be that age for a couple years, and then he'll say, that's not how old you are. You're a little older than that. And you're just like, oh, wait, I am. So, yeah. So, 26, I have a... Little baby, he's four months old. Yeah, he's so cute. He is. He's uh, Grammy's first grandchild. Yes, yes. he's a doll. He is, he's Except so beautiful. Except for when he won't sleep. <laughs> well, he, he's probably going to go through the four-month sleep regression pretty soon, but yeah. He doesn't like his sleep very much. He likes it when you're looking at his eyeballs. Yeah. That's what he likes. (laughs) But he's precious, so. Yeah. In future, um, I think we'll keep this chit-chat, though. We'll put it towards the end. Right. So, if anybody's just wanting to hear the story, they can hear the story and go. And if anybody wants to, you know, listen to us chit-chat back and forth, then they can stay and listen. Of course. So, um, that sounds like a plan to me, because... I know sometimes people's chit-chat gets boring. It's so long all the time, and I'm just like, shut up and tell me the story. I know. So, I yeah. that. Yeah, but today, we want to give you a little information about who we are and, you know, what we're doing. And why are we doing this? Um, We're doing this because we love true crime, and we're two moms, and we are bored, I guess. I don't know. We got a lot going on, but also we want some. <laughs> More things to do, I guess. I don't know why we're doing this, but we're doing this for funsies, okay? So, I forgot to say something about me. Oh, I'm yeah. Michelle. I'm not going to tell you how old I am, but I will say that I have six kids, and the majority of them are grown. Um, Matlin is my second oldest. So, um, yeah, that'll give you an idea, but I'm not going to tell you how old I am. <laughs> Uh, I don't really know why we're doing this because it is time consuming and we do have a lot going on, but also sometimes, you know, as moms, you do so much for other people and sometimes you have to do something for yourself and sometimes you have to do something to just distract your mind from the kids stuff and the house stuff and the husband stuff. And the work stuff. Exactly. Yeah. So, I think that's kind of why. That and, you know, I fell down a rabbit hole when I was, I don't even know what I was researching now, but it started looking at one thing and then it led to another and then another and another and the next thing you know, I had like 15 notes of names that I wanted to research and I thought, hey, this is a good idea. Let me see if Matt Lynn's interested in starting a 
a podcast with me, so that was basically my my entry into this. Yeah. But hopefully it'll be fun and successful, and even if one person listens to it, it's still more, one more person, you know? That's true. Than we had before. That's right. So. It's one more person to know these cases, and maybe one case, one story, will find yeah. somebody that is like, hey, wait, I was their neighbor, and, you know, I saw this, and it was shady, so let me contact the police. I mean, mm-hmm. who knows? Yeah, it you could happened. solve a case if you know anything. That would be wonderful. I swear to you, with the number of people that go missing every year, I have this theory that so many people know stuff and just don't realize they know it. Yes, they don't say anything because they don't know that it was important. Right, because how many times have you seen something weird and you're like, oh, that was so weird, but you don't tell anybody because what are you going to do? Call the cops and say, hey, I saw this weird thing. Yeah. (laughs) I have a story, and this was years ago, like... Man, you were probably like eight or so when this oh, happened. Wow. I mean, this was years, years ago, ago. And I still remember it to this day because it was the shadiest thing I've ever seen. I was driving um, in between towns. I was on my way from my mother's to our house. Right. And I was passing by, and we live in a very rural area, so a lot of it is, is nothing. You know, sparse fields houses. and Fields, trees. Trees cows so i'm driving by and it's like pouring down rain and there is a woman standing her car's off on the side of the road and she's standing at the edge of the woods in the pouring down rain and she throws a notebook into the woods oh sketch and i was like that is the weirdest thing and i wanted to go back but she was still there (laughs) so i was like well I don't know if I want to get involved. And uh, you and Ansley were in the car. Right. And I was like, I don't know if, you know, I don't want to stop and put my kids in danger. I don't, I mean, she's in the rain. And I mean, it's pouring down thunder and lightning. Right. And she's in the driving rain throwing a notebook into the woods. <laughs> and so I'm like, I don't know if I really want to stop. I've got my kids in the car, but I am curious. Yeah. I have thought about stopping so many times. Do you remember where it was? Yeah, I know exactly where it was. Oh, my God. We should go stop. the area. They've cleared the area now. Mm. And uh, so, but I wanted to, but then I was like, and plus it was pouring out rain. I was like, is that notebook destroyed? Yeah. But, so what would I have told the police? Hey. I I saw saw this woman. woman. And she was standing in the rain throwing a notebook into the woods. I mean, what are they going to do with that? They're going to be like, okay, crazy lady. I got real police work to do. Exactly. (laughs) But if I ever heard a story where they're like, hey, in this area, in this general vicinity, uh, you know, a murder happened and, you know, the person's notebook went missing. (laughs) It was in this time. And I'm like, oh, wait, I saw something. Yeah. So I just have this theory that people see stuff and don't realize that they right. see it and so they don't tell anybody or like I said who are they gonna tell because the cops are like what am I gonna do with this information yeah. you know 
put it in the lady throwing the notebook into the woods file. <laughs> yeah. What are they going to do with it? Okay, I'll keep that in the back <laughs> of my mind way, way back there. So, I don't know. Maybe something will jog somebody's memory. And yeah. they'll be like, I did see this shady thing. I see shady stuff all the time. <laughs> I don't know if it's because I'm so into true crime that I, like, watch what people are doing. Right. And then I'm like, oh, you're acting shady. Or, you know, if people are just obviously shady, I don't know if... If they're comfortable being shady around you. <laughs> if they're just generally shady people. Right. Or, or if I'm just the only one thinking it's shady, because it may not be shady, so... I mean, I think it's shady. Yeah, but... that was shady. I was like, oh, that's... And then I'm like, maybe she's mad at her boyfriend or something. Maybe it's some or... notebook that they were writing little yeah, love notes I mean, back and forth. Who knows? But there was no house or anything there. It was a section of woods um, with... I mean, it was a pretty long section of woods. There was a house to one side, probably... I don't know, three football fields away. Right. But otherwise, there was nothing there. But they've cleared it, and I wondered when they were clearing it, I was like, I wonder if they found that notebook. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it was the only thing she threw, because that's just all I saw. Right. But she was still standing there when I drove by. I mean, when I drove on, and I watched her in my rearview mirror like, uh, but, you know, what was I going to do? Yeah, nothing you can do. Oh, that's weird. Because that, that's creepy. That's weird. <laughs> you got to be real angry to get out in the cold rain to go throw your notebook in the woods. Got to be real angry or upset. Yeah, I'm like, definitely she's not mentally, like, having a good day. <laughs> For sure. And then some rando comes up and is like, hey, what you doing there? I'm just curious. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that would have been a good lady, idea. Yeah, all right. <laughs> It's pretty you obvious You good? She's not. You good, fam? <laughs> I mean, yeah, because that's what people do when they're all right. Stand in the pouring rain and throw notebooks into Yeah. The <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> Wouldn't it be wild if uh, somebody contacted us and was like, hey, <laughs> that was me. Oh, my God. That would be so funny. <laughs> Oh, it would be a dream come true. Because uh, I was so often wondered what was happening there. Yes, and then you could finally figure out, like, what the notebook said or what was in it while she was doing that. She's going to be like, oh, my cat threw up on it. I just had to get it out of the car. <laughs> It'd be something completely mundane. Yeah, something, like, like, totally oh, like, oh. Well, I've just wasted... 10, 15 years of my life wondering what happened with this notebook, but okay. <laughs> cool, cool story. <laughs> so, uh, so, so if that was you, please do contact us. Uh, please let us know because that would be so great to finally solve that mystery from the unsolved South. <laughs> yeah, we should have done that one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway. Today's case is about the disappearance of Mary Margle. I'm going to give you a little description to kind of help you picture in your mind because I think a lot of times with these stories, we 
just think of it as a story and we don't remember that it's really a right. person. Right, yeah. So I want to describe Mary. She's a white female. She has gray hair, brilliant blue eyes. She's about 65 years old, 5 foot 2, 120 to 140 pounds. So, you know, not, not a big woman. Um, this was all, of course, at the time of her disappearance. She went missing between March and June of 2004 from Chatsworth, Georgia. Okay, so the backstory is that Mary lives with her son, Paul, in New Jersey. Her husband's a disabled vet and he needs round-the-clock care, so he's actually in a nursing home. Paul up and decides to move to Georgia with his kids, and Mary wants to be there for her grandkids, so she decides to follow him. She sells her successful hair salon in New Jersey. She buys a house in Devonwood on Devonwood Lane near Chatsworth, Georgia. Her son, Paul, and his kids move into the house she bought. And she moves her disabled husband to Georgia with her, but then she's unable to find a facility that can provide the level of care that he needs. Right. So she's kind of forced to move him back to New Jersey. So she's living here with her son and grandkids, but her husband's back in New Jersey in the nursing home. So she's making monthly trips back to visit him until his death in early 2004. After her husband dies, she starts to get homesick for New Jersey. So she tells Paul that she's decided she's going to sell the house and move back. Um, she had been in weekly, if not daily, contact with her sister, Karen, up to this point, and also all her friends and family in New Jersey. And suddenly, they stopped hearing from her between March and April of 2004. They started calling, calling. She's not returning their phone calls. Her voicemail gets filled up. So they start contacting Paul. Paul says he doesn't know where she is. But um, she was in a deep depression, and so she decided to leave for vacation. At first, he said in Florida, and then later, he started saying that um, maybe she had gone to California. Mm, so his story doesn't really add up. Well, I mean, I don't know how she's in a deep depression, and you don't question, like, which direction are you going. Right, and this is your mom. So. Exactly. So, um, her family gets suspicious. <laughs> Oh, naturally. <laughs> yeah. So Karen and her son make the trip down to Georgia. And so when they're in Georgia, it doesn't take them long to realize that um, Mary didn't take her car or credit cards on her vacation. Hmm. So, in fact, Paul has sold Mary's car and all her high-end items in her house, her appliances, washing machine, dryer. He sold all of it. What? So they, of course, contact the police. And the police are very interested, uh, <laughs> to say yeah. the least. They are very interested. So um, they really seem to be on the ball in this case. The local sheriff almost immediately looped in the GBI, which is the Georgia Bureau of Investigation, and they executed a search of the property. They brought out dogs, search teams, the whole nine yards. So they didn't really find any evidence that led them to Mary's whereabouts. 
but they did find that Paul had boxed up all of her personal belongings, everything, hmm. and had them stored. And he had run up tens of thousands of dollars on her credit cards. Oh, my goodness. That she didn't take on this vacation because you don't need money to vacation. So, not only that, but Paul's been cashing her social security checks that have come since she's been missing. Yeah, this guy's sketchy. Yeah, so they arrest Paul on forgery charges and possession of a firearm by a convicted felon. So, he serves about a year in prison and then he's released on probation. Do you know why he was a felon? Um, I believe it was a drug charge from... New Jersey. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, he, he was arrested several times. Most of them were drug charges. There were a few other things, but some of the arrests happened after this. Some happened before, so it really kind of blended in, but I mean, he just wasn't exactly a law-abiding citizen, so could have been anything. Due to the amount of time that Mary had been missing, her family was able to have her declared dead. Um, foul play was suspected, but without a body, the possibility that she died of natural causes and her body was hidden so he could continue to collect her social security checks, that couldn't be ruled out. Right. But it also could have been that something, you know, that he murdered her. But either way, they her. suspected him of doing something. Yes, definitely. Gotcha. But they didn't have any evidence that he had done anything. They had no evidence as to where she was at at all. So the only thing they could do was arrest him on the forgery and, and all of that. So they did what they could do, but, you know, there wasn't a whole lot. In 2013, two interesting things happened. One... Paul was arrested on drug charges in New Jersey, and he was extradited back to Georgia for the probation. Right. So, also, about this time, the GBI receives a tip on the location of Mary's body. Ooh. So, they bring out the dogs, they bring out law enforcement in full force. They spend four days searching this area. Cannot find a thing. So, the Murray County Sheriff's Office, they still continue to investigate this case. And they can't release a lot of information because they do consider it an open case. And the GBI revisits the case every single year. Plus, Mary's family has been very outspoken about the case and very outspoken that they believe Paul is responsible for Mary's disappearance. Um... They contact the news every few years. They have blogs up about it. Um, that'll be in the show notes. And um, they are not quiet about what's going on. They are not letting this rest. So during my research, I stumbled across the blog. I believe it's written by Mary's niece, but I'm not 100% on that. Um, but like I said, the links will be in the show notes. And... In any case, this blog took me on a ride. <laughs> I did not expect this. So, um, remember when I said that Paul and Mary lived together back in New, New Jersey and right. just up and left? Right. So, shortly before he left, his girlfriend, 38-year-old Michelle Mick, 
died in a tragic house fire. What? So, I'm just going to lay out the facts as I found them, and you can make your own conclusions. And these did come from newspaper articles. These are not just stories that her family is telling. This actually did come from newspaper articles, and you can, you can look it up, and I think I've linked to some of those also. So, I'm just going to lay out the facts, and you can make your own conclusions. The fire was reported by a neighbor at around 5.50 a.m., and it was extinguished within 5 to 10 minutes of being reported. Wow, the firefighters got there really quickly. It, it was quick. It's not rural area, <laughs> tell you that. Paul had left her house minutes before the fire was reported. Whoa. He said that she was falling asleep, so he decided to leave, and he went to Mary's to sleep. At 5 a.m. 5.50 a.m., so, almost 6 o'clock in the morning, he decides to leave and go to his mom's to sleep. The investigators concluded that Michelle had fallen asleep in bed with a cigarette. And her body was, was badly burned. I mean, you can lay your own conclusions, but shortly after that, he up and left New Jersey. And the family does say on the blog that the reason that he did not come back to New Jersey when his father died. And the reason for that was that Mary did not want him to come back because she was afraid he would be arrested because of Michelle's death. Hmm. That um, was not in any of the newspapers. And like I said, in the newspapers, the conclusion was that it was an accidental fire, that she had fallen asleep in bed with a cigarette, but... Um, still you know, suspicious. It is, and, and a body needs a high temperature to burn. And, and she had to be identified through dental records. So, she was pretty badly burned. And the amount of time, because people saw him leave just right before the fire was reported. Right. So... You know, he was leaving. The fire had to kind of already be burning in my mind in order for it to have done so much damage to her. Now, you know, mattresses, you know, I, they go most up quick. of them, most of them, you know, are kind of flame retardant, but they do go up. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that, that could be the case. It could be a complete coincidence. Did they question him about the fire? Um, I could not really find any information on that. It really feels like the investigators settled pretty quickly on her oh. um, falling asleep. And I don't know, that could have been, I'm, I'm imagining maybe they were drinking or something. You know, if you're right. up until you don't decide to go to bed until almost 6 o'clock in the morning, you're probably up partying or something. But honestly, that was another thing in my mind. That you're there all night, but at 6 o'clock in the morning, you're like, nah, let me go sleep somewhere else. Which right. seems a little weird because it is your girlfriend and you have been there all night. So, you know, why did you decide to leave? At 6 a.m. Right. 
So and go to your mom's house. Right. It, I'm, it seems a little strange. It, it's a little sketch. Yes. So definitely. There is literally no information about Mary, though. I mean, there there was no evidence. They have not found a body. They have not found a sign of anything that had happened. So, if you have any information on the case, please contact the Murray County Sheriff's Office or the Georgia Bureau of Investigation and let them know your tips. If you'd like to know more about the case we discussed or to see our sources, please visit our website at unsolvedsouthpodca.wixsite.com. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at unsolved underscore south and join our Facebook discussion group where we invite you to share your thoughts, your theories, and to ask questions. If you have any story suggestions, please email us at unsolvedsouthpodcast at gmail.com. We will see you back here every other week for another episode. I'm so excited. This is Michelle. And I am Maddie. And this is Unsolved South, where we talk about mysteries, strange disappearances, and unsolved cases from the southern USA. This is Michelle. And I am Maddie. And this is Unsolved South, where we talk about mysteries, strange disappearances, and unsolved cases from the southern USA. This is Michelle. And I am Maddie, and this is Unsolved South, where we talk about mysteries, strange disappearances, and unsolved cases from the southern USA. This is Michelle. And I am Maddie, and this is Unsolved South, where we talk about mysteries, strange disappearances, and unsolved cases from the southern USA.